Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, let's see, where do we even start here? Um, I should say today on the show, we're going to just pick out which position groups you're, you most need a breakout player. You know, we, we talked about um, like who could break out a couple of days ago on the podcast, but now I want to just talk about if you could just pick where you're having somebody play really, really well this season, somebody becomes a good player, what do you choose? Um, And and that's the plan for today. It's going to be a quick show. Part of the reason for that is it's noon, and I just realized that the Rockies have a game at 110, and it's dollar hot dog day. And because it's an afternoon Colorado Rockies game, I can get a ticket for $4, get a hot dog for a dollar, and then all of a sudden it's just like $5.00. Because I can just walk over there and uh, get a hot dog. So, a uh, big day for me, I guess, is what I'm trying to say here. Um, went to the Avs game last night, too. That was f- so electric. No, it is one of those things. Like, you go to you go to an Avs game and you're like, ah, I want, I want CU games to be like this. And again, like, you just can't compare with playoff hockey. I Actually, college football, you can. College football, you can. That might be the one place where you really can compete. And I guess like NFL football, like NFL playoffs, they'll they'll get those sorts of vibes as well. Um but like baseball, NBA, they just can't get there. Even college, no, college basketball at the tournament. That's there's some tension there that that maybe compares. But college football, when things are going well like that, that is one of the few sports that can compete with playoff hockey. And the reason is I mean, the games just matter so much, you know? Like, if, if you're 10-1 and one going into the last week of the season, that game has an incredible atmosphere, especially because it's so hard to get to the point where things really matter like that, if that makes sense. Like, it, it's so rare that you're in a position to compete for a college football playoff appearance or, or anything of that sort of nature. So, I do think... Big big college football, especially if that's like rivalry week. You know, if you wind up with a, the Colorado-Nebraska game with a, a trip to the Pac-12 championship on the line at the end of the season, that that does compare. But still, point of all this is to say I, uh, I had a lot of fun, and I screamed a lot, and uh, the Avs won, and that's all that matters. I'm, I'm going to struggle to wait for this next game tomorrow, though. Honestly, that's probably why I was like, I just need more sports right now. After what happened last night, I need more sports. Again, I like 
I, I saw that like a half hour ago. It's like, oh yeah, Rockies have an early game. Texted a few friends who are, I'm like, ah, you're you're going to school. Maybe you don't have things to do. It's like you work from home. Like maybe you can take the day off. Nobody could go. So I guess if if anybody's listening to this on their way to the Rockies game because they had the same idea, hit me up. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of notes, again, the the NBA Combine is underway. So they're a couple days in, but it isn't until tomorrow that they actually get on the court and and play basketball and do those sorts of things. And that's when we'll uh, kind of lock in to, to Jabari and what's going on. So that'll be the plan for the next couple days. But they did take the measurements today. And uh, Jabari Walker came in at six foot eight, wearing shoes. That's about what I expected, probably. You know, you, you, you hope for better. You hope it's more six foot eight without shoes, six eight and a half or six nine with shoes. Um, but this is probably what I expected. Um, six ten and three quarters wingspan. That's one you really you really like to hit that seven foot mark, um, which which would make you kind of a a freak lengthwise. Um, but for somebody like Jabari, that would have been really valuable. Eight foot nine standing reach. I actually don't know much about that. 213 pounds, sure, 12% body fat. fat. I I bet they care, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, so some measurements come in. I do think if we're just giving him a grade for how he measured, which would be dumb because you, it's not up to him, um, B minus, right? Pretty average, about what we expected, with a little bit of hope for more. Um. Yeah, that's that's where I stand on that. Um, but that is our one note, and like I said, we're gonna dig in more to the the combine stuff in the next couple of days. Um, but we can leave that right there for now and pick back up tomorrow. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the plan for today is to go through and pick which position groups need a breakout. Need need one person to step up and be a be a contributor. Be be let's say an all Pac-12 player. Let's say somebody steps up from this group and becomes first team all Pac-12, second team all Pac-12. So somewhere on the borderline between those two. So we're not talking like conference player of the year, um, but we are talking you know somebody who is getting a lot of attention um, and. and just running through here, let's let's run through the offense first. You know, quarterback. Boy, would it be nice! <laughs> I think I think that that's the easy answer on the entire roster. Is you say, yeah, let's say Brennan Lewis breaks out and is all of a sudden one of the two best quarterbacks in the conference. That's the dream scenario. That's the dream scenario. But it's a dream because, of course, it's a dream. Um. So yeah, I mean that one stands alone. You almost can't include it. Running back, it'd be nice, but I, I don't think that that's where I go here. You know, you look through Alex Fontenot, Ramon Jefferson, they're going to be just fine. They, this is going to be a solid group, so you don't really need any sort of breakout. Um, you know, as much as I'd like to say Deion Smith turns out to be that guy, Jaylee Stacks turns out to be that guy, it'd be great, but there's just other places on the roster where I think you, you would get a lot more out of, out of a breakout. Um, tight end, definitely more intriguing than running back, 
uh, just because, as I mentioned yesterday, I mean, if, if you wind up with two good tight ends, all of a sudden you, you might have an identity. You know, like like if Brady's out there and you're like, oh, Eric Olson, he's as good as Brady is. We got to get this man on the field. Well, then all of a sudden you're running two tight end stuff, which I know like there's some people who don't think that's how modern football should work or whatever. Um, but I mean, the way modern football should work is you get your best players on the field. And if your best player is uh, or two of them are, are your tight ends, you play with two tight ends because those guys are going to be putting you in good situations. You know, especially if by by breakout, I think if we're saying like Eric Olson is a second team All Pac-12 performer, or Austin Smith is, that would uh, obviously probably put them ahead of Brady. Like, what are the odds you have the first and second team All Pac-12 tight ends? Um, but I mean, in Austin Smith's case, it would uh, it'd be really exciting because he'd be kind of that slot receiver, that that big guy who lines up and can also block and and makes the defense think about how they guard him. Um, if it's, if it's uh, let's say, Eric Olsen, then he probably improves as a blocker just because you're more likely to use him in line this season. And so if you get him blocking, then all of a sudden you're talking about how that improves the run game or, or how that um, can can even help in the passing game with those little block and releases if, if a, tight, uh, a tackle's struggling against... You know, say against Washington when they have Zion Tupuola Fatui out there, um, and I, I I do think I mean while we're here, there is potential for other tight ends to really make moves this year. You know, Louis Passereo is the oldest of the group, and that just means he's like a third year freshman tight end, which is crazy to think about. Um, he and Caleb Fourier, I believe, were both just kind of banged up during camp, and and we may have heard as much about them as we did the others had they been out there. And so I do think that maybe I've diminished the possibility of, of one of those two being this guy that we talk about coming out of this position um, a little bit too much. You know, and I we've, we've talked about this a bunch, but you can only grade what you hear and, and what you see. You see two games or two scrimmages and, and take your takeaways, and you hear a bunch about Eric Olson and Austin Smith, how do you not get excited about them? Um, but I do think that there was a real chance that somebody like Caleb Fourier could have played really, really well this spring had he been able. So I think the, maybe the point of all this is to say, offensively, you know, it would be really nice to have a, a tight end break through and become an all-pac-12 performer. Um I think for all the reasons we we noted, you know, first of all, you just like that production. It means that you're doing something in the passing game at the very least. Uh, it helps with the running game and also kind of gives you that identity. It takes the pressure off all these young receivers. All of a sudden, there's even more competition. The standards are even higher. It's RJ Snead and maybe one other guy out there a lot of the time. Um, but beyond that, it's also potentially the most likely spot for a, a breakout player. Um, just because you have so many of these options and because the tight ends were underutilized in the past and there will just, because of this new staff and new system, be more opportunities for them. So that's, uh, I guess we like seeing the, the want and the possibility combined together. Like it's, it's exciting. That's an exciting group. Receivers, I mean, how desperate are you for a breakout? You're not desperate. You're not desperate um, because you have R.J. Snead. And and after that, you know, Montana Monius Craig, if he is what he was last year, that's a solid number two option. 
Daniel Arias, if he is what he was last year, that's a, that's a solid 2-3 option. Um, Chase Penry, Ty Robinson, and you have a group of guys that you know are going to be able to, at the very least, hold serve. Um, Maurice Bell, Jalen Jackson in there as well. And then, and then the freshmen, there's always a chance. I mean, last year we saw uh, Chase and Ty take advantage of their opportunities as true freshmen. There's no reason to think that can't happen with this year's class of true freshmen either, although it, it will be just a little bit tougher for them to get on the field. Point is, this isn't a place where you need somebody to break out. Um, although, again, you wouldn't complain. Like if Chase Penry turns out to be a second-team all-pac-12 slot receiver, well, you're set up well for the future. And on top of that, I, I guess that is pretty plausible, right? Let's say Brendan Lewis is the starter. Let's say that. Although, again, that's not totally true. It's not set in stone at all. Um, we know that he likes to throw the ball short across the middle. That's what he's all about. And he works his way out from there. You know, if he if he turns out to be a successful quarterback, it's going to be because he is carving teams up right there. And uh, that opens things up outside and he's able to keep defenses honest outside or deep or whatever um, but that's where he lives so a guy like Chase Penry could have that opportunity and if that happens that means that you had again at least a solid passing attack probably um, and and so yeah I mean obviously you'd love to have one of these guys turn out to be somebody who we're saying like ah well is he going to the NFL after next year ah who knows I mean, that'd be kind of shitty but at least we have him for now you know, it, it would be nice, but it's not a, a full-on need. You know, offensive line is a tough one for me. Um, obviously, it was so bad that if you wind up with an all-conference performer, that'd be really exciting, really valuable. But there is also the whole, you know, you, it, there's five guys out there. And if we're saying one of them, you know, say Casey Roddick breaks through and he's all Pac-12, there's still potential for that to be a pretty bad group. And it, it would definitely make it tougher for it to be a bad group, because you know, if, if the offensive line is really struggling as a whole, it's you're you're not going to get the recognition you deserve individually. So you'd really have to be making some plays to stand out. But you know, say uh, Jake Wiley turns out to be a, a great tackle. Somebody were saying like, ah, he's he's an NFL guy uh, eventually. That that that's nice, but it it. it how I, on passing plays, it's very helpful. On running plays, when you're running that direction, it's helpful. The rest of the time, like there's still room for others. So again, it'd be really nice to have an all-conference sort of offensive lineman come out of this group. But there's a chance that that just isn't nearly as impactful as you know, Kel Fourier just giving you a thousand yards, you know, or Ramon Jefferson turning out and again he, that he doesn't really fit the category because he was productive where he was before um but the chase penry going for a thousand yards Deion smith going for a thousand yards yeah i'm it that's just pure production that you know that you got um so kind of kind of tricky there um before we get to the defense real quick want to give a shout out to Breckenridge Brewery, boy, did they make my life nice yesterday. Had a couple seltzers, had a little bit of tequila before we headed over to the game. We had a big group. There was probably like a dozen of us beforehand. It was it was a good time, and the game was in freaking credible. Uh, but 
wouldn't have been nearly as good without the Breckenridge beers. Uh, they have the Avalanche, which is what we were drinking, which is the perfect drink for Avalanche season, you know, with the playoffs and all that. So definitely be hitting that up, drinking that beer because it's good stuff. And uh, it fits the season as well. Also, Sexy Pizza. Uh, sexy Pizza is incredible because they, uh, I mean, first of all, it just sounds incredible right now because of the shenanigans from last night. But uh, that's why I'm getting my dollar hot dog. Um, that is a great pizza place. It's been a staple in the Denver community for over a decade now. Uh, it's deck oven, hand-tossed pizza. They make their dough from scratch every morning. And they have four different locations in Denver. And they have another location, for those of you down south, that's in Trinidad, Colorado. Um, so all the toppings you could want, gluten-free options, um, the vegan options, the sides, all that sort of stuff. You cannot go wrong with sexy pizza. All right. Uh, on to this defense. We're, we're moving along here. This is good. Um, where do you want a breakout player? You know, let's start with defensive tackle. We'll just we'll go with the the groups that that they used on that depth chart type deal. Um, and, and I'll say with the defensive tackles, you have Jalen Sami, you have Niam Rodman, you're in good shape. You've got Justin Jackson, Janaz Jordan. Those are solid backups. You got young guys who you don't even love blocking them really. So as much as you'd like to say, oh, Tyus Martin's incredible, how impactful is that? You know, and so because of that, again, you'd love to see it. It'd be very valuable, but if we're picking one spot, I don't think that's the spot you pick. Um, this defensive end and outside linebacker group, again, I mean, it, it's a similar deal where you just know that you're in good shape there. You know, Terrence Lang, Chance Main, Guy Thomas, Josh Gustav, Jamar Montgomery, Zion Magale, Devin Grant, Alvin Williams, who I'm I'm really excited about, but I don't don't think he's gonna see the field. You know, Alvin Williams might be the guy I'd say like, ah, he could be this breakthrough. Like, oh wow, he's what a talent, what a talent type of guy. But how much of an upgrade is that over Guy Thomas and Ter Guy Thomas and Terrence Lang, and only two guys can be on the field. You know, um, so again, you'd love to see it, just not quite so valuable. Um, inside linebacker. Inside linebacker, this is a decent option. Just because you have three of them on the field, there's every everybody's kind of unproven. Quinn Perry is he played quite a bit last year. He seems ready to be the Mike linebacker, but if he turns out to be an all conference performer, that'd be really nice. You know, Robert Barnes, he was good in coverage. If if he's going to be an all conference performer, it's gonna be because he got a lot better between the tackles. Um Josh Chandler Semedo. Again, like, what is he? He's probably just a very solid option. Um, if he were to be a, a, a very good Pac-12 linebacker, that'd be incredible. And then you get into the other guys who right now seem like they might be coming off the bench in Marvin Ham, Mr. Williams, same thing. Um, this is, so far, the best defensive option, I think, uh, for, for a breakout player. A cornerback, this is another one. You know, this is where uh, you have a bunch of young guys and – you just want top-end talent. Like, you have depth. You want top-end talent. I think this is probably my favorite spot for breakout player, except maybe safety. But we'll get to safety. We can talk about all this. I mean, corners, you're super young with Kayla Moore and Nico Reed and all the, the, the freshmen and all that sort of stuff. Um, with the safeties, 
I mean, you have Isaiah Lewis and a bunch of young guys you don't know much about. So I do think in the secondary is where I really key in here and say, this is at least defensively the most valuable spot and maybe on the entire team. You know, if, if you wind up with a lockdown DB, a one-for-one one replacement for Christian Gonzalez or Makai Blackman or, you know, a, a top-end safety as well, all of a sudden it's really easy to see this being a really good defense. Um, right now you're just – there's too many questions. You know, how, how good are the young corners? Are you going to wind up with five B-level corners or five B-level corners? Or are you going to wind up with a couple guys who are B-plus or A's? That's one of the big questions for this defense. Um, at, at safety, who like it, if Trevor Woods turns out to be a, an all-conference safety, all of a sudden, that might be the best group on the team with him and Isaiah Lewis. Tyron Taylor playing in the slot, if you want to include that too. So I do think offensively, when you look through like where where do you really want to see somebody break out, it's probably at tight end. You can make the case for offensive line, but the just the impact of one of those guys, given the the potential for all the other four just to really struggle, uh, I I lean tight end. I think tight end would be my pick. Um, but offensive line, we'll put that second. We'll put that second. Um, then defensively, let's go safety. If we if we go safety, then um, yeah. If we go safety, then you wind up with Trevor Woods probably with Isaiah Lewis, and that 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 would be incredible for Trevor Woods to be that good. Um, corners tempting, just because you know lockdown corner, you're gonna go up against receivers. Right now in the Pac-12, there aren't a lot of receivers whose name you're scared of. You know, it has seemed like the last couple of years there have been some returners every year that you're like, ah, this guy's going to be up near the top. But when, you know, Kyle Phillips leaves and Britton Covey leaves, and Drake London leaves, um, those are the ones that come to mind off the top of my head. You know, it's uh, maybe not as pressing this year. There's there's always going to be good talent, though. But whenever one of those guys comes to town, it'd be nice if Torn Pittman turned out to be a uh, an, an elite cornerback. Um so there we go. There we go. I think that's going to do it for today. Kept it nice and short. I'm going to go get my dollar hot dog with a $5 ticket um, because that's just a that's a good lunch. And why the hell not? As soon as I go over there, though, it's going to be like, oh, Jabari Walker says he's staying in the NBA draft. Now what? Or, or the buffs are going to have like a basketball player commit or something. I'm going to be like, ah, well, poor planning. This is what happens, though. Um, like I said, that's going to do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow talking about Jabari and I'm excited to do that and hope you are too.